Ready to get into the Word this morning? Me too. I missed it last week. Although I heard that Mike did a wonderful job. Thank you, Mike, for uh, filling in. We got a chance to see our little grandbaby turn one and uh, just enjoyed that thoroughly, 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 thoroughly. Well, I wanted to share this morning, um, looking back many, many years ago in my late teens, I had a good friend of mine who got married rather young. And he was kind of one of those, I mean, he knew a lot of people and, and he was a, kind of a hub for how we would all get together and hang out and do this and that. And all of a sudden, my friend wasn't around that much anymore because he was married now. And the rest of us guys, us young single guys are going, what's wrong with him? You know, now he's married, now he's not around anymore. And we started to get a little miffed, you know, because we were young and single and ignorant of the dynamics of married life, right? And then it happened to me. And then I understood. Life was different. You know, I no longer just went wherever I wanted to go whenever I wanted to go, right? I no longer looked at this girl over here or this girl over here as someone I might want to get to know better. Not if I valued my life. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> that, that part of life was over, right? Because I was no longer just me. I was now a part of us, right? It was a whole different kind of life. Blessedly different. Uh, and it's the same kind of thing for us as, as Christians, as followers of Christ. Look what the Apostle Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning of verse 13. It says, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. We talked a couple of weeks ago. When I, when I came back from, from my sabbatical, it was just that word, holiness, holiness. We talked about what it meant for God to be holy. That he is apart from, he is so much greater and higher and more awesome than anything. He's just so much more, right? He is holy in, in so many different ways. His power, his, 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 his might, his glory, his majesty, but also his love and his compassion and his faithfulness. And he's just, he's just other, right? He's different. Um, and especially compared to the world. Right? God's ways are so much different from the way this world operates, aren't they? Jesus, the exalted King of kings and Lord of lords, became a servant to all when He gave Himself on the cross for you and me. That's different. His ways are different. His thoughts are different. His priorities are different from this world. And, and, and he calls us as his followers to be different, right? If anyone is in Christ, the Bible says, they're a new creation. Old things have passed away. 
all things have become new, right? Different. Why? Because the Spirit of God, the different one, lives in us, leading us, guiding our lives to be like Him, different from the world. So God says, you shall be holy, you shall be different, because I am holy. Follow this through uh, as we look at the Old Testament, which is, which is the, you know, the Israelites, which was the forerunner to the church, God's people, right? Everything about them, when you look back in history, was different from the rest of the world. Why? Because they had a relationship with the one true God. They alone had the truth, spiritually speaking. And their lives, both as individuals and as a nation, were to reflect that relationship. God said, he said, I have called you out from the rest of the world to be my people. To be my people. To be different. Why? Because they had a relationship with him. Uh, do you recall what Jesus called them as he walked in Israel 2,000 some years ago? He said, you are the light of the world. Right? That was their calling from the beginning. God separated them. He set them apart as his people to be a light to the rest of the world. Right? The nations around them all had gods. They all had religions. Right? Some of them worshipped the sun, some the moon. Right? Uh, others, like the Philistines, they had their god called Dagon that we read about, uh, who was half man, half fish. You know, they had all kinds of idols that they developed and all that kind of stuff. They had gods like Molech, who required uh, child sacrifice. They had gods like Baal, who uh, in, in the worship of Baal, they had these temples and these priestesses, which were nothing more than prostitutes. Right? Um, so you had, you had all this going on, all these religions uh, that all promised prosperity to their people, but were nothing more than man-made lies that ended up with Destruction to lives and families, spiritual death, right? So what happened? God looks at this world and he calls a people out. And he says, I'm going to bring you into a relationship with me so that your lives as individuals and as a nation, you're going to reflect that relationship to the rest of the world because God loves the world. Right? So he set them apart and said, I want to call, I'm going to call you to be different so that you can be that light to them to show them how to come to me. Show them the difference that it makes to have a relationship with me. That was their calling. They were to be holy, set apart, different. But when you read in the Scriptures about Israel, as I know Sunday school's been through a lot, you know, looking at the different kings and, and all that kind of stuff. They were up and down and up and down and up and down. They did all right for a while, 
But then they lost track of who they were. They lost track of their identity. They began to blend in with the nations around them. They began even to worship the gods of the nations around them. So instead of being the light, bringing people into the truth, they became part of the lie that brought people not to life, but to death. Over and over and over again, you see it happening. Do you see where we're going here, church? Their calling is our calling. We are now the light of the world. We And we as Christians, we have something that they didn't have. We've, we, we've had... We stand in a place, as believers in Jesus, we stand in a place of reconciliation. We, because of the cross of Jesus Christ, our sins have been totally wiped out. We stand in a relationship with God that's not up and down depending upon how good we keep the law. We are reconciled to Him. We have a relationship, a new covenant based on faith in Jesus Christ. Not only do we have our sins washed away, but because we've been purified in that way, God says, I'm going to take of my own spirit and put him inside of you to lead you, to guide your lives. We have the holy, set-apart, different spirit within us to lead us and guide us to be different, to be holy to be a light in this world. So that we're not conformed, as our text said, to the passions of our former ignorance. Right? We once walked in darkness, didn't we? we? We grew up in the same world that everybody else grows up in. All we know is me, my, mine. I, I, I need to make the best out of every situation and, and, and do you know, what, what feels good and, and all that kind of stuff. And we all walked in that darkness. And, and that's where we came from. The, the, the church that Paul wrote that to was in the city of Corinth. Now, Corinth, uh, I guess you could say, was kind of like the Las Vegas of the ancient world. They were on a major trade route, okay? So they had everything. They had all kinds of nations and cultures that, that, that had come through there and some people that had stayed and settled. So they, they, they had such a mixture of everything. Um, but, but different cultures, different religions. They had the temple prostitutes and the whole nine yards, right? But even worse than America in 2023, it was morally, it was bad. It was bad. History tells us that, that Corinth, it was just corruption at every level in this city of Corinth. But by God's grace, Paul, along with Silas and Timothy, you can read about it in Acts chapter 18, come to this city and preach the gospel. And people get saved. And there's a church that is planted in the city of Corinth. And so Paul stays there for a while teaching and, and all that kind of thing. And then he goes on to evangelize in other parts of the world. And then he finds out, he's probably at Ephesus at the time that he writes this letter 
to the Christians in Corinth. There's, there's other churches. Uh, again, when, when Paul writes to the church in Corinth, he's not, he, it's like saying, I write to the church in Rochester. Okay, How many ch- actual churches are there in Rochester? But there's one church of believers. Right? So he's writing to a whole bunch of different house churches and different things um, as a group. And he's heard that they had become carnal, the King James says, or worldly. Uh, read about it in the, first, in the book of 1 Corinthians. They were selfish. Uh, they, were, they were dishonest. They were cheating one another. They were prideful. Uh, there was immorality, public intoxication. They were even joining into uh, the, the, the other worship that was going on around them as a church. And he warns them in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, he says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Don't you know that? Watch this now, verse 11. He says, And such were some of you, but you were washed. You were sanctified. You were set apart. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. You've you've been set apart. You were washed. You were cleansed. God chose you out of all that to be His people, to be His light. You were this, but now you are this. What's Paul saying? He's saying, don't lose sight of your identity. Don't lose sight of who you are as Christians, as believers in this world. You were washed, you were cleansed, you were made righteous in Christ, you were made new by the Holy Spirit, you were sanctified, you were set apart, set apart to be different. Different why? Different for an important reason. So that God can have a light in this world to bring people out of darkness and into the light. Away from the lie that leads to destruction and into the truth that leads to life. Life, blessing, relationship with God. Life-giving changes in our lives that bless other people. And at the end, eternal life in heaven with God in glory. That's what He wants for everybody. But He's no longer walking with us. We're the ones to bear the torch. Right? To carry that light leading others out of darkness, out of the lie that we once walked in and into the truth. Leading others from death to life in Jesus Christ. The Bible says we have been that, that God in Christ reconciled us to Him and then gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Reconciling people Back to a relationship with God. Taking them out of... It's kind of like we're, we're in a boat. Okay? We're, we're, we're in a boat. We were, we were drowning. We're going down for the third time. And Jesus rescues us and puts us in a boat. And, and, and we can do one of three things in the boat. People in the water all around us going down for the third time drowning. Okay? And, and we can either 
um, sit up in the front of the boat and look out the distance. Go, wow, wow, this this is this is nice. You see those islands over there? We can we can be sightseers while while they're all you know, or we can hand them rocks, or we can hand them life preservers. What do you want to be? You want to be a sightseer in life? I'm saved. I'm in the boat. It's all cool with me. Just waiting to see the shore of heaven. Well, people are blub, 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 blub. Or by our lifestyles, forgetting who we are, blending in with the world, being part of the lie, handing out rocks. Have, have a rock? Have a rock? Or do we want to be light to the world? Handing out life preservers, bringing people into the truth, rescuing them from drowning, getting them back up in the boat so they can get to the same shore we're heading for. Amen? Be holy, for I am holy. I've called you out, God is saying, to be different, to be a light, to rescue those that are in darkness. On this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I'm sending you right into the enemy's camp. Right through that gate to rescue those who are lost. And it's not going to prevail against you. So what do we do, church? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. You Being in the world but not of the world is tough. Right? Day after day after day, you and I are living in a society where we are hearing over and over, seeing over and over on, on media and different things, getting the, the world's philosophies and the world's system and how the world operates and how, what the world believes, and it's coming at us over and over and over and over and over again. And, and, and we don't, we don't want to be Bible thumpers, right? We don't hit people over the head. Repent or you're going to die. And I, and I, no, we don't want to do that. So, but on the other hand, it's not that we just don't want to make waves and just forget that we have this calling. We want to love people. We want to relate to people. But let's not forget we're here to rescue people. That's why we're in this boat. Maybe we should curve the walls. We're in this boat heading to heaven. But we can kind of bring people with us. Right? Living in that day after day after day, we can lose our sense of identity as those who are set apart. Walking according to God's Word when it's unpopular to do so. It's a lot easier just to fit in, isn't it? But in doing so, when we just fit in, what are we doing? We're handing out rocks. We're handing out rocks. Helping people stay on that path to destruction. So what can we do? What can we do? 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16 says this, As God has said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. 
Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord. And touch no unclean thing, then I will welcome you and I will be a father to you and you will be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Chapter 7, verse 1, Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear or reverence. Not fear as in being afraid, but in the reverence of God. What do we need to do? First of all, we need to remember. We need to have ways to remind ourselves of our identity of who we are and why we're here. We, we, we need to get that in our... Because again, we're, we're going through the world and, and at work and, and, and this and that and the other thing and we're here and you know, that we, we need this to be happy and we need to... You know, We've we, we got to have these constant reminders in our lives. Who we are as children of God, as light bearers in the world. What do we do? We come to church on Sunday, get reminded from the pulpit, Right? This is who you are. You're set apart unto God. Attending Bible studies, small groups like the men's group, the ladies' group, right? Youth group. Reminders. Where we can, we can honestly talk to others about our spiritual lives with those who share our faith and can encourage us. Taking communion, right? The first Sunday of the month. That's a, that's a reminder, isn't it? What Jesus did for us. Who we are because of what He did for us. Spending time with the Lord on a daily basis. Spending time in the Word reminding us who we are. Spending time in prayer so God can can remind us that we're His and that He loves us and that He's with us and that He's for us and that He's called us to something greater. Number two, He says, he says, go out from their midst and be separate. Let's talk about relationships this morning. No, this doesn't mean that we're going to you know, draw apart like the Amish and make our own community and just shut everybody else out. That's, that's not what he's talking about here. I, I, I like what, what Peterson says in his paraphrase, the message. He says, don't link up with those who will pollute you. Don't link up with those who will pollute you. Yes, we need to have friends and acquaintances in the world, right? Um, because we, we want to be a light to them. We want to love them. We want to share the Lord with them, etc. But we need to ask ourselves important questions in our relationships. In any relationship, am I pulling them toward the Lord? Or are they pulling me away? And as they pull me away, what am I doing? I'm, 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 I'm giving them rocks, <laughs> right? I'm not helping them. We, we, we need to ask those questions. Is this relationship helping me in my spiritual life? Or am I helping someone else in their spiritual life? Or is this relationship pulling me down, pulling me away, pulling me away from my identity in Christ? And if that's the case, Scripture says, separate from them until you're in a place that you're strong, right? And maybe can reach to them. Again, we need to have friends. We need to have relationships with people in the world 
That's how we reach them. But the people, it's, it's the people that we hang out with most, right? It's the people that, that, that are our closest friends should be the ones that, that are of like precious faith encouraging us, right? Number three, I see in this verse, he says, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit. Let's talk about repentance for a minute. Um, we, we, oh, wait a minute. Let me, let me go back one. Um, on, on that same line, uh, cl- cleansing ourselves, he says, touch, touch no unclean thing. Touch no unclean thing. It's not only other people that can pollute our lives, our minds and our hearts. It's what, we, it's what we watch. It's what we listen to. It's what we read on a regular basis. It's an old computer term called garbage in, garbage out. And if we're taking in garbage over and over and over and over, what's going to come out? You know, Jesus said, out of the heart, out of the mouth, the heart speaks. Right? The things that we take in, are they polluting us in our minds? Are they, are they constantly uh, reminding us that we, that, uh, of the world system and what we need to be happy and what we need to be doing and all this kind of, and pulling us away from the truth of our identity in Christ? What things are we, spending, are we putting into our minds and our hearts over and over, and over again? We need to make choices. Don't we? Touch no unclean thing. Don't don't be messing with things that pollute your mind and heart. They're all around us. We got to make good choices so we can hand out life preservers. Amen. And again, uh, re- repentance. Not only cleansing ourselves from bad relationships and bad things that we're putting into our minds and our hearts, but making sure that we've confessed these things to the Lord so that we can get forgiven, right? John says if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I don't know about you, but but if I'm already feeling like, you know, I've blown it, and, and I haven't really taken it to the Lord and gotten free and cleansed and, and restored, it's a lot easier for me to take the next step down. Can I get a witness? Right? One, one thing I heard years ago, I've always remembered, keep short accounts with God. When you blow it, don't wait till the next day to come before the Lord and say, God, you know, did this and spent time watching this and that really wasn't good for me. You know, I just, you know... Get it out, get it done, get it over with, and get on with it, right? Don't hang back in the, um, oh, God's going to be mad at me for a week, and, and I got to, you know, I got to do extra, uh, put extra in the offering and, and go to Sunday school this week and stuff so I can feel better about myself. No. Confess it, get it done, get it over with, get on with walking with the Lord. Keep short accounts, right? Confess it, leave it behind. God is faithful 
to forgive. Come boldly before the throne of grace, Hebrews 4, to receive mercy and grace to help in time of need. He doesn't want that hanging over our heads and our hearts. And finally, last part, relying. Paul says, since we have these promises, right? The promises. I will make my dwelling among them and I will walk among them and I will be their God and they will be my people and I will be a father to you and you will be sons and daughters to me. As we do all these things, let us remember, relate, remove, repent. (laughs) But not only will we walk with God, but He is going to walk with us and show Himself in our lives. And as that relationship blooms and grows, we will become that light to the rest of the world. Look at 1 Peter 2.9. I'll close with this. But you, Paul says, or Peter says, but you, the Holy Spirit says, are a chosen race. Get this down deep. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, set apart people, right? A people for his own possession. Why? That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So you can make a spiritual impact on the world around you. So you can be a light to the rest of the world. That's why he's called us out. That's why he separated us. That's why he says, be different, be holy, for I am holy. Because I want as many of them in the boat as we possibly can before, as the days of Noah, that ark door shut. Right? The ark door is going to shut again one of these days. As the Bible says, the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, then God says that's enough. Jesus is coming back, and there will be more, no more chance. Right? We want to get him in the boat now. We want to get him in the boat now. Because God so loves this world. So let's be part of it, right? Let's be part of the truth. Let's be part of the light. And make that stand. I'm not going to walk in that former life anymore. In the former passions that I walked in when I was ignorant. I'm in the light. I know the truth now. And I know what God's put me here for. Grab a hold of our identity. Encourage one another in our identity and in our calling. And let's be different for a reason. The best reason of the world. right? To take other people to glory with us. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we bless You. We thank You, first of all, Lord, that You have called us. That You have called us out of darkness. And if, there, if there's anyone here or, or online watching or whatever that, that you, you have not opened that door of your heart to Jesus Christ, I, I, I urge You to do that even now. He wants you in heaven with Him for eternity. He wants you out of darkness and into the truth that you know Him and know all that He has for you. Not only the forgiveness of your sins, but a God who walks with you and leads you through life and gives you hope and peace 
and strength and joy that this world can't give. And if you have found that this world is not giving that to you, and something in this message, something about the love of Jesus has touched your heart, just ask Him right now. Just say, Jesus, that's it. I'm coming to you. I'm opening up my heart right now. I want you to be my Savior and Lord. I want to be part of this team, Lord. I want to rescue other people out of the darkness that I was in. So forgive my sins, Jesus. Cleanse me. Put your Spirit within me. And be glorified in my life as I walk in my new purpose, my new identity as a light bearer for you. Help us, Lord. Help us. God, the world's all around us. It's pressing in. Help us to be holy, set apart for you, for your glory. We thank you. We give you praise. Through Christ we pray. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. Amen.